This is the Hollywood Raw Podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. You are listening to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. Over here, my name is Adam Glynn. Over there is Dax Holt. We uh, are going to give you the top 10 stories of the week, sponsored by us. Uh, this is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's like the top 10s. We do it every week. In the middle of the week, we do an interview or we talk to each other. At the end of the week, we do the top 10 stories of the week. Like we said last week, sometimes there's a slow news week. This week, there's a lot of news stories, and Dax has to get to do the Jason show, which is a big show. Uh, so you're about to do that, right, in a few hours? Yeah, I got, I got the – 40 minutes? I got – I we have a lot of listeners that have found us because of the Jason show. It is a Minneapolis, Minnesota-based show, but they are in numerous other cities around the country. Jason is one of my buddies that I have been doing his show, dude, probably 15 years. Like he was one of the first people that was having me on when I was at TMZ and like would do the weekly updates with him, entertainment news. And then we just became such good buds that even after I left TMZ, he was like, no, I I still want to have you on weekly. And so he's followed me through it while our podcast career as well as just all the other random things that I have done so he's got a lot of fans on this podcast that listen and uh I I love him so yeah I gotta wrap this up so I can get to him yes so uh again we're gonna do the top 10 stories of the week this is our raw rundown before we get to that re we read your reviews I always stumble on those words because it's a little bit of a tongue Tongue twister but we actually Read your reviews. Uh, Dax, do you have a review ready for us? Of course, bro. Of course. I got you. All right. This one comes from Allison426. Five stars. Let me know what to deep dive on the weekends. Love the podcast. I'm a part of the Facebook group, Silently. Ha ha ha. Uh, Adam and Dax are hilarious, and I love the conversation. I feel like I'm hanging out with friends. The Friday Raw Rundowns, I like that they are an hour, are my favorite. I am a busy mom. You guys provide me with the right amount of celebrity I need in my life. Can you please possibly read my review on a Friday Rundown? I didn't even mean to. I just happened to. You guys are the best. Allison M., that's, That's awesome. awesome. Allison, M, thank you so I did much. Not mean to read it on a Friday, but I am really happy that it worked out that way. So thank you, Allison. Um, looking at the date you left this, I appreciate you waiting very patiently for me to read this out loud because it seemed like you left that a long time ago. Uh, but thank you for uh, taking the time and thanks for loving our rundowns. We enjoy yes. doing them. All right, let's get let's get into the raw rundown, starting with number 10 with some good news. Huge news. The writer's strike has officially ended as of Wednesday night. Um, this was a our Wednesday. This is a really big deal. But now uh, writers have kind of come to a, a, an agreement with a lot of the streaming networks and uh, studios out there basically getting them back to work. Um, I think you're going to see this mostly in the late night shows because they're going to be the first ones to come back. Fallon, Colbert, Kimmel, um, Myers, um, they're all leaving their podcast, that whole podcast that they started up, Strike Force 5. Uh, They're leaving that, but they're going to be back to their nightly shows. Uh, This is a, a huge, huge win. Um, basically what happened was that they, they, they struck a three-year writer's contract agreement. Um, there were numerous days of renewed talks with WGA and AMPTP negotiators, um, and they joined studio execs. And those talks went on and on and on. You know, there was a lot of pressure from like Drew Barrymore's show and a, a lot of these other big shows. What, what was the other, Who was the other guy? Um, it was Bill Maher. Bill Maher, uh, basically saying, I, we want to go back because there's a lot of other people, a part of these shows that, 
you know, they they're struggling right now. The the makeup artists, the the set constructors, like all these other people that are out of business and um, we need to get them paid. So they put pressure on, which kind of forced the hand, I think, of a lot of these studios to like really get back in the room or they were going to start losing people to essentially being scabs and just get back to work. Well, according to a WGA statement, writers earned an increased pay in health and pension contributions with the contract extension, as well as new foreign streaming residuals and viewership-based streaming bonuses. There's also assurances against AI, which was a huge deal. Like People don't want to be replaced just because AI has the ability to write scripts. So um, uh, this is... Uh, this is one big step forward, obviously, SAG is still striking right now. So you got writers, but you're not going to have actors until uh, negotiations have been struck for, for actors. Yeah. Um, during the writer's strike, the all late, late night show hosts kind of came together and did a podcast. How well it did, I don't know. But I know Spotify was pushing it pretty hard. I miss the days when like the, the late night show hosts didn't get along. <laughs> Was it more fun the, the, when Jay David Leno Letterman and David Leno Night? Yeah, wasn't more fun to see who was winning in the ratings and all that, the back and forth. I thought that was good for TV. Now it's all these guys play nice; they all like each other. But I <laughs> we want to see fighting. Is, you know what's so funny? Like they're playing nice, but we know at the end of the day, there's always a little bit of like coldness, like in the back of their head. They're like, "Oh, this is my competition," and I, I don't oh, think it's good competition it's it's not like hey we play the same sport together it's like no i'm trying to take the other person out uh, well, i, I know yeah, because the 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 more they take them out well that just means that they are on top and taking ratings away from another person gives them more power gives them more you know uh negotiation power with getting more money i mean it's a huge deal all around yeah i had uh there is a um i know a person that you know Got asked to do a late night show. They did that, but the other person got pissed that they, you know, they went on that show. So there mm -hmm. is definitely some animosity that they don't talk about publicly. But I miss it. At the end of the day, the writer strike is now over. Now we have to go. You know, now the attention goes back to the actors. Um, yeah, it's. I think in the future you got to consider about the other jobs that are losing out. Uh, mm -hmm. Camera guys, the people in production that didn't get paid because of some other union. 100%. And, and well, I, I think, think that's to consider in the future. Th that was the big thing that like Drew was concerned about. She goes, "Listen, I'm fine. I'm Drew Barrymore. I've got tons and tons of money, but it's not me." You know, she's like, "Yes, writers are a massive part of my show, but there's also a hundred other people that I need to worry about who are out of work right now because of the strike." So she was the one worrying about all the other people. And I don't want to say little people because they're not little people, just other people on set. Yeah, something to consider definitely in the future. And I do respect Bill and Drew for kind of speaking about that part because that was a perspective that I didn't think about. And I think when yeah. she and Bill Maher spoke about it, it kind of brought me another, again, perspective and brought my attention towards that because other people are being affected, not just the actors, not just the writers, but other positions. Moving on to number nine. Number nine, Britney Spears posting some 
I would say very concerning videos on social media. I mean, not that her other videos aren't concerning, but uh, one got a lot of attention this week, which was her doing her normal dancing stuff, her normal moves, except she had two knives in her hands that she was dancing around with. And this comes on the heels of, there were a couple of reports out recently saying that she's fascinated with knives and she has knives around her house. And she has been, I guess, a little concerned about her safety. So she stashes knives. Um, and so she's dancing and she's like moving the knives around. She does have a bandage on her arm in one. She looks like she has a cut on her leg in another. Her dogs look completely freaked out in the background. And, um, and people did not like this video. They were like, all right, this, she, there's something wrong here. We need to get her help. Um, I saw a couple stories actually go out about, uh, you know, people close to her concerned about her, um, that she's going to either hurt herself, hurt her dogs, hurt someone else, something like that. Um, she said, and she did an update on the post and she goes, Oh, they're fake knives. Dude, these were not fake knives. Like she's like, Oh, Halloween's what coming up. Knife? They're fake knives. She clinks them together. Like they're not fake knives. Yeah, I don't know who has fake knives. You know what, Dax? When, what was it? When she was her, what's the term? When she was no longer, what was the term when she was represented by her Under father? conservatorship? Under conservatorship with her father. The weeks going into that conservatorship ending, the mm -hmm. internet, the media went crazy. You know, free Britney, free Britney. At what point does the internet, does the media say, hey, something needs to happen. Someone needs to protect her or help her out. Dude, I, I've been saying this for a while. As much as we wanted to free Britney, I think that there was a level of someone still needs to be watching over her for her best interest. My fear with Britney is that there are so many people around her that are in it for themselves and in it for whatever they can get out of Britney and I'm going, who the hell's watching out for Britney at this point? And people may argue, well, her parents weren't watching out for her. They were trying to take her money. Yeah, there might be a, a level of that. But there was at least someone trying to keep the train on its tracks. And I feel like at this point, we're all just kind of watching the train derail again. So, I don't know. Kind of scary. So... Britney wasn't the only Spears to make the news this week. Her mom is apparently substitute teaching in Louisiana. Is that what's yeah, going this on? Yeah, this is there? this is interesting. But Britney's mom uh, apparently there was a story up on Daily Mail that had an exclusive saying that Lynn is struggling to pay her bills and has started working as a substitute teacher in Louisiana to earn more money after yet another bitter fallout with uh, with Britney. And I'm thinking. Yeah, you can't just rely on Britney, right? I mean, at, at a point, was there not any better planning? Like you were just living paycheck to paycheck, waiting for Britney to like send you money? I don't know. It seems weird here. This this is weird. Maybe and maybe she just enjoys working. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the the full story is, but basically, you know, she used to be a teacher and ran a daycare in uh, Louisiana prior to Britney's big rise to stardom in the 2000s and uh and now she's kind of going, "Oh, well, I need to pay some bills or maybe I just enjoy it and I'm going to be around kids again." I can't blame her for someone just to do it because they have the time and they actually enjoyed it. It was something just to kind of mm -hmm. make them feel young. I think sometimes you take a job just, again, you take it because it makes you feel young. 
Definitely newsworthy, though. You wonder why she's doing it. I can understand why that became a news story. Uh, her mom was on TV this week supporting uh, Jamie Lynn, who's on Dance with the Stars. I did not. Did you watch Dance with the Stars? Did you not watch it anymore? What do you think? Do you think I watched Dancing with the Stars? I don't think you watched Dancing with the Stars. I, think <laughs> I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. No, I, I don't stopped, know. Yeah. I stopped like 10 years ago, bro. Like when, it's been uh, a lot of seasons. Yeah, there's been so many seasons. Don't get me wrong. I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh, they got they got some interesting people on there. But for the most part, I feel like a lot of the big stars, they they ran through about uh, 10 seasons ago. Yeah, I mean, the cast are pretty good. Harry Jowsey, I'm surprised. Good move for him to get on it. So mm-hmm. props for him getting on. Uh, let's do number eight quickly because I don't want to give these people any more attention than they want. <laughs> Uh, Croy and Kim, the saga continues. Uh, he is demanding a divorce from Kim. Uh, if you remember, she is now requested for the divorce filing to be dismissed. And she says, look, we were banging. We were banging as recently as like September 7th. And so on that uh, alone, our, our marriage is not broken and we should dismiss this whole divorce. And if he wants to file a divorce, he's going to have to file it again. Um, and basically he goes, yeah, okay, we banged. It's all good. But that doesn't mean that I want to stop the divorce, which I think is hilarious. Um, so they are, they are living together still. They're saying that they're living together because they can't financially be apart because they can't afford anything else. They're, uh, they owe a lot of money to the state of Georgia. Um, but he is making it very clear that he does not want to keep this marriage going. He says, uh, do not dismiss this file. I don't care how much sex we have. Don't dismiss this. Which I think is hilarious. Yeah. All right. I don't want to give them any more attention. This They're really, <laughs> they're really trying to sell this story. If you're a Housewife fan, I guess you enjoy it. I don't know any. Let us know in the private Facebook group off the record if you're kind of enjoying the drama or what's mm-hmm. going on with Kim Zolciak. Do you, or is she trying to kind of jump on the Tom Sandoval uh, bandwagon where she's trying to make herself newsworthy. I, I'm, I'm not, not going to lie. I, I do feel like this story got me a little bit back into it just because it's so funny and so ridiculous. Like they're living together. They're sleeping together. They're in the same house. And it's like, why does she believe the marriage can be saved? And he is going, hell no, we're done. Like, how are they on such different pages? Or is this again, publicity trap 101? I don't know. Number seven, this story, it's got some traction. However, it's a crazy story. I'm surprised that it's not getting more attention. And some outlets like TMZ aren't even covering it. Yeah, this is a wild story. But Cher allegedly hired a a, a group of guys to kidnap her troubled son, Elijah Blue Allman, from a New York hotel as he was trying to apparently save his marriage. This story... I read it in uh, the New York Post, uh, but basically the story goes that um, there were, he was at the hotel with his estranged wife. I don't know how to say her, her first name, Mary Angela King. And this happened last November when four men barged into their hotel room, according to a declaration made by her in a Los Angeles court. Uh, and basically they were spending 12 days together before he was taken away by these four men. And while they were taking him away, they said, 
we're here on behalf of his mother. Um, and so she's saying, like, I, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know where he went. She was very concerned about it. And I don't know why this document just now came forward. Because, again, this is like a year old document that was at the courthouse. Um, but basically, Cher has been very worried about her son. Um, he's had a lot of drug issues over the years um, and, and stayed at the Chateau Marmont, Marmont in West Hollywood for about six months. But he was literally walking outside, smoking a cigarette, would pass out on the front step. Hotel staff would bring him back in. Um, it just And she's had a pretty troubled relationship with him because of his nonstop relationship with drugs and uh just over the years so anyway i don't know if this was her attempt at like i need to get my son into rehab i need to get him taken care of whatever it is it's just really interesting that he would be essentially kidnapped out of a hotel and taken against his will so daily mail i believe did this story exclusive new york post picked it up a few other sites picked up this is a good story Dex, why mm-hmm. didn't something like TMZ pick this story up? I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't pick this up. This is a huge story. Not only that, I, I mean, maybe it comes with the timestamp on it. Like, again, I don't know why this took so long to break if this was filed over a year ago. And now it's just kind of making news. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know why sometimes people pick and choose to do these stories. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird that you would pass. You would do some of the stories they do, and you pass on this story, which is, you know, you have two celebrities. It's a, you know, I think it's an interesting case or interesting mm-hmm. story. Surprised you yeah. pass on the story, TMZ. By the Number- way, can we? I, I've got one. I I just need to mention this. It, it didn't make the rundown, but I do need to mention because it's a huge one. But uh, Michael Gambron, who played uh, Dumbledore and Harry Potter, passed away at the age of eighty-two. Um, that was a big story that uh, broke this morning. It, obviously, we didn't have it in the rundown, but uh, obviously a huge, huge actor. His face is so familiar from doing all the Harry Potter movies that I wanted to just slip it in here. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace. Number six. Bruce Springsteen postponing the remaining 2023 tour dates. Um, if you remember, we had talked about this a couple weeks ago. He uh, said that he is dealing with some peptic ulcer disease recovery um, and uh, it had canceled a couple dates, said, oh, we we're going to push him back uh, like a month. Well, it seems that the rest of the 2020, 2023 tour has now been pushed off until 2024. Uh, there's just too much that he is trying to deal with with the peptic ulcer disease and um and so he needs to focus on his health right now and not entertaining the world so sad news for a lot of uh the the, you know the bruce springsteen fans that had tickets or excited that he was coming to their city you're just gonna have to be patient they'll be um basically reinstating all the tickets at a later date and if you can't make that later date they'll just be giving you a refund i you know i if you had to tell people dex one concert for people to go see, mm-hmm. what would it be? Would you say Pink? Oh, God. Hell yeah, I'd say Pink. Pink, pink or Bruce Springsteen? I've never seen Bruce Springsteen, but I've seen okay. Pink in concert um, numerous times. She just puts on such a good show that it it's unbelievable. She's all over the place. She's flying from the rafters. It's just a great show. I mean, I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan, so seeing them at least once live is also, I feel like a life changing moment. Coldplay live also very good. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of, 
I've never seen like a Beyonce or Taylor, but I'm I'm sure they're amazing. Everyone talks about them, but I'm I'm guessing Bruce puts on an amazing show as well. Yeah, no, Bruce show Bruce to me was like one of the only shows he goes to where it's like a two and a half to three hour show, three hours mm-hmm. nonstop, and I respect that. So I tell people, if you have the chance while he's still doing it, go see Bruce because he set the tone of what a concert should be. Interesting thing about Bruce Springsteen. Um, and a lot of these guys, musicians, at least who live in New Jersey, Bruce, Bon Jovi, and a few others, they have, you know, they own a home in New Jersey mm-hmm. and they have a lot of property. And for tax reasons, they, you know, they have to have a little bit of like a farm. Okay. And if you do have a little bit of a farm, you have a huge tax break. And I believe Bruce. Like you bon just Jovi, grow some corn and you're good to go, bro. So I think what they do is bees. They have a small like bee farm. and make fresh honey and because they do something like that they save a ton of money over taxes i I don't know interesting much more into that but you put a couple boxes out they make some honey in the background and you're like cool tax right off i guess it's you have someone who's a property manager maintain it for you a little bit but what do you you have to maintain like pull some honey out and you're good I mean, I don't think Bruce is putting on the whole net <laughs> thing and just – I'm sure the guy who mows his lawn is handling his bees and uh, he employs a beekeeper. But because you do that, you save a ton of money. Interesting. interesting right? Yeah. That's super um, interesting. If we ever get a lot of property, I think that's what we do. We have to have a little bit of a farm. Uh, <laughs> number five, a story that you broke. Um, I, I did break this. Um, Hulk Hogan married uh, his – I can't say longtime girlfriend, but his uh, his fiance Sky Daily. Uh, they had a, their wedding in Florida. Uh, it was a a secret little wedding until I broke it and uh, handed it off to um, <laughs> to a bigger outlet to break. But um, they had only been engaged for two months, which also broke that story uh, that they were engaged. Uh, so. Sky Daily. Uh, I don't know what she, who she yoga. was. I don't know. I don't know her background to be uh, totally. I don't know how they met, you. but she's a yoga teacher. Yeah. Oh, is that what she is? She's a yoga yeah. teacher. Um, so Nick, his son was there. I mean, that was actually kind of the first glimpse of what was happening for this wedding because Nick was posting videos on social media of him and a tux, him there with his girlfriend who was wearing a purple dress and. And um, that was all. They didn't mention where they were at, why they were dressed up so nice. Um, and then, yeah, I got to, and then TMZ got their hands on some photos of Hulk and Sky actually in their full attire. And uh, yeah, uh, one person who was not there, Brooke Hogan. And I, I thought this was very interesting. I knew that she wasn't there. Um, basically said, I, I don't know why she's not there. I uh, I didn't want to dig in too much. We've had Brooke on. Uh, I did not want to reach out to her because it seemed like a strange move for her not to be there. And then she ended up going on social media a, a day later and acknowledging why she wasn't there, basically saying, let me see if I can find her exact statement. She said, 
As we all experience with our own families, the dynamics of a family union continuously change over the years. With that being said, my family has experienced a lot of change with all of it happening in the public eye. I've learned how to best navigate these changes as they come, which is difficult for me to say the least. From my own journey to healing and happiness, I have chosen to create some distance between myself and my family, and I'm focusing on people and things that heal my heart and align with my own personal beliefs, goals, and values. I wish him well. Very interesting. So you read between the lines. Clearly, she is not happy with something, whether it's him marrying Sky, or maybe she's just had a little bit of a falling out with her dad. When she was on our podcast, Brooke was very open. And it seemed like they had a good relationship at that time. She had seen him. He was, uh, they were talking weekly, I think she said, and she had seen him after his surgeries. So I don't know what's happened since then. It, so Daily Mail, obviously something happened. We don't know. Eventually, it, you know, I think just because they're public figures, we'll find out what's going on there. So we broke the story with Daily Mail, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hours later, TMZ did a story, and they released photos. They actually talked to Hogan's camp, and they got the photos from the wedding. But when Daily Mail did the story, it was pretty much that Brooke was not happy with the wedding. And then yeah. – TMZ tried to water down the situation because they had a relationship with Hulk Hogan and said, uh, Brooke was not there because she couldn't be there on short notice, which was bullshit. That was bad. That was bad news, dude. That was, that was, they're lying to you because they were trying to water it down. They were working with Hogan. And obviously hours later, Brooke kind of spoke about it. And again, TMZ said that Brooke couldn't be there on short notice. Hulk Hogan being a father would do what he has to do to make sure his kids are there. I don't think Hulk Hogan uh, would do this without his kids. Nick was there. Of course he would do it with Brooke there. I mean, they it was somewhat planned, but just a small, intimate uh, setting. Mm-hmm. Hogan would have waited an extra week to make sure Brooke was there. And um, obviously, with Brooke making the statement, TMZ was wrong. Brooke was not there because she chose not to be there because I guess there's something going on and we don't know what it is. But I'm glad Brooke spoke up just to kind of clear the air because – Again, I think she had to clear her brand and her, you know, she looked bad not being at her dad's wedding. So she's like, dude, no, here's the deal. I didn't just not go there because I couldn't be on short notice. This is what's going on. I don't feel like going more into detail, but this is what it is. 100%. Good statement, fair statement. Uh, TMZ was wrong. Uh, I, I think Brooke kind of spoke up and. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think it I think it's good that she's honest. And I will say that about Brooke is she was probably one of the most honest people we've ever had on the podcast, like no bullshit, just straight to this is who I am. I'm an open book. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, uh, you know, we've had drama in our lives, blah, blah, blah. She was great. And I think this is just a continuation on it. Like she is so she is such a refreshing, like public figure, I would say. And knowing that she looks bad in the situation and acknowledging like, look, there's shit going on in my family. It's not great. I pass on it because I need my own mental health. I love that she even put out a statement. I think I love her. I love her even more. Yep. Number four. Uh, Number four. 
Oh, man. Pete Davidson got a new girl, the Outer Banks star Madeline Klein. Uh, they, there was rumors of them being together, and now uh, we got photos of them hanging out, I guess, leaving his Arizona show. They got onto a private jet, and there's photos of them getting onto this private jet. You remember he was recently uh, with Chase Sui Wonders, and then they just recently broke up. Well, uh, it sounds like Madeline has a very clear sense of what's happening right now. She goes, in no way is she serious about this relationship. They're just having fun together. She's going to see where it lasts. But she's like, I don't think that we're soulmates here. We're just having a good time. And I, I think that's a-, a a good way to look at it because, hey, have fun. Enjoy your time together. Um, and, you know, if it, it ends up lasting longer than you anticipated, great. But if it is just a little fling and they spend a couple weeks together, awesome as well. Because you know what I hate? I hate when people start dating and they're a weekend and they're like, oh, my God, he's the love of my life. Or she's the one thing I've been waiting for. And then they break up a week later. I'm like, just be honest. Hey, you're having a good time. That's it. Yeah, I think a lot of girls in that position, especially Matt O'Klein, who's not the biggest of stars, is, hey, I'm enjoying the moment. I'm curious of what the appeal is. I'm curious about what's the like how what's the big deal about hooking up with Pete Davidson is it that incredible so I just I'm curious in between all these actresses Pete dates does he ever hook up with like a normal chick and does he make these girls the normal girls that he may hook up when may hook up with in between the celebrities does he make them sign an NDA because you don't hear much you don't none of these girls speak it's so funny how we care so much about Pete Davidson's love life. It's, it's not it's not, not me and you. The no, public does. The because public I does. know from yeah. talking to these news sites, when you guys go click on these news sites, these, every single website, they have a screen where they could see which sites are doing the best, what's getting the most engagement, which stories are people clicking on. And people somehow are very interested in Pete Davidson. They're curious about who he takes down next. And right now he's taking down this Outer Banks actress. And uh, people are curious about it. And Madeline Klein, the actress, is curious about it too. She's like, hey, what's the big deal with this guy, Pete? I'm going to hang out with him and see what the uh, serial is talking down. about. Don't she- ever use that on the podcast again. Take down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. It's- Come on, this is this what she hooked up? Well, she was dated uh, Chase Stokes for a while, and they're just having fun. Uh, Pete is very good at not getting photographed these days. Like he's very, he's he is almost, a little, he's a little more like a quiet and private. But yeah, I think after he, you date Kim Kardashian, like anything has to feel private and quiet after that, though. Yeah, uh, number three. Uh, Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas uh, looks like they have come to a temporary agreement to keep their kids in New York amid all of this divorce drama. You know, she had basically sued him for uh, keeping the kids uh, and withholding their passports. I think we talked about that. Was that last week's rundown that we talked about that? Yeah. Yeah, so she had filed this uh, court paper saying, you know, he's withholding the the kids' passports so they can't come back to, to Europe. And his response was, no, 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 I, I literally can't take the kids out. We've already agreed to this. What are you talking about? Like, I can't take them out of the country or I'm going to be violating a court agreement. So they sat down um, at, on, I guess, Monday and uh, they filed some more paperwork stating that Joe and 
Sophie are now on the same page. They must keep their two daughters in southern and eastern districts of New York. Um, and they both agreed to this. They both signed off on it. And uh, I think this is a better step. This one got so dirty so fast. And I don't know why they have made this such a public thing. I feel like I'm going to be, I think she's made it more of a public thing. I feel like Joe has, and maybe he's just being better represented in the media is really what it comes down to. But I feel like a lot of his statements have been, we've already figured this out. Why is she taking this public or why is she suing me? Or why is she running my name through the mud here? So I don't know who to believe, but it seems so yucky so quick. Yeah, you're right. I don't know who to believe because Joe said, if it didn't come from my mouth, it's not true. She says pretty much the total opposite. And then when she mm-hmm. bring it to court, it gets very sticky. She did wear, I mean, she was photographed yesterday mm-hmm. wearing, and this is Wednesday. She was photographed Wednesday wearing his wedding ring. We don't know why she was wearing that, but I mean, both of them aren't hiding. And part of me is wondering, like, with everything going on with you guys, is it worth staying in New York City or do you go like upstate? However, I almost part of me likes to respect it and say, you know what? Let's fight through the hell for mm-hmm. 48 hours. Let give them the photograph these people want and just keep living our life. So I also respect that side as well. Like, yeah, it's you know, it's gonna suck for a little bit, but eventually, you know, other news is gonna happen and people aren't gonna care as much. So um, the other thing is remember how there was like a whole story about uh, he caught her doing something on a ring camera, and that was kind yeah. of like the reason uh, for the divorce. Well, page six was saying that, or no, I'm sorry, Us Weekly reported on Wednesday that it it was literally her bad-mouthing him on the ring camera, and it wasn't anything more than that. I can't imagine that that is the case. Like, what could she say on a ring camera that's talking shit on him that makes him go, okay, we need a divorce? Those ring cameras are scary. <laughs> ring, ever, ending ending marriages since 2001. You know, you ever walk up to a house and like just a random house. I mean, I, I'm, you know, looking for houses myself and you go, you look for, you stop at a place and you're just talking shit about the house and like, oh, there's a ring camera. You have to be <laughs> careful what you do in front of those things. Um, yeah. But it's also interesting, like who knew that she was that close with Taylor Swift? And of all the people Taylor Swift could be friends with, she's like, oh, I'm going to be friends with this girl. She's going to be my chosen friend for the year. Yeah. There's a lot of – everything's strange. There's a lot of animosity between the two. We said that right from when it first happened, right from when they both filed for divorce. Well, Joe, I think, is the one who filed for divorce. These two don't like each other, bottom line. And yeah. we'll probably have another news story about them next week. So uh, number number two. Number two, I know everyone was waiting for the big uh, boy band reunion that was uh, allegedly going to happen at Super Bowl halftime for 2024. Well, not going to happen. It is going to be Usher. Usher has been announced to be the headliner for the Super Bowl for 2024. That's going to be uh, in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Is that how you say it? Allegiant Stadium? Yeah. Uh, that stadium is dope, by the way. Have yeah, you yeah seen they got it? a club in there. It is so cool. Like from the outside, when you're you're driving through Vegas, it's like all black and sleek. It looks really, really cool. Um, so Usher's going to be headlining it. Um, 
I mean, kind of an interesting choice, in my opinion, because I feel like Usher hasn't had any really big hits in quite some time. Um, not saying he's not a huge star, but yeah. just strange. I don't know. I think it's an awesome choice, Dex. Um, I think it's a great choice. First, Usher's doing his residency in Vegas currently, mm-hmm. and it's a show that I've heard amazing things about because once he does his residency, you forget about how many hit songs Usher has. He could dance. He can move. He's still good. I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of – I think it's a great choice. People are curious who Usher's going to bring out. Well, Little John, just, of course. I mean, if yeah. he doesn't do yeah with Little John, what's the point of doing the, the halftime show? The only other option I could think of, you know, to make this a good halftime show and just the, in my opinion, is to do a whole thing like an ode to boy bands and have mm-hmm. NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. But again, they, these guys said they weren't doing it. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, you can't just pick one boy, but you can't just have. Backstreet Boys, you can't have, just have NSYNC unless you have them kind of com- combine and become like the ultimate boy band group. I don't know. Do you have a better option that you thought of maybe could be a good halftime show? I think Usher is a good, safe pick with a guy who's been supporting Vegas in the past year with his residency. He's got mm-hmm. a lot of hit songs. I was actually uh, more I surprised say- by Rihanna than Usher. No. Oh my God. I've been championing on Rihanna for so many. I think you're probably Dua like, Le- oh, pink. I think you're, you're a I pink think- guy. You're say pink. I'd say pink, but I think Dua Lipa <laughs> right now. Dua Lipa has no. so many big. Yes, are you kidding me? So what we do? It's a halftime show about TikTok songs. Dude, Dua Lipa huge right now. Huge. Sure I think she quiet. would put on a phenomenal performance. I think she's, she's too beautiful, new still. and she's. I, I think she'd do really well. She's too new. She's got to be around for a little bit longer. Okay. Well, she's you have got your to, opinion. You know, I have mine, bitch. Yeah, but my opinion matters. That's the difference. <laughs> That's the difference. Uh, by the way, speaking of boy bands, I want to, you know, we don't normally promote uh, what's going to be coming up for our Wednesday episode. It just, we just never really talk about it just in case people pull out or whatever. But we did sit down, we recorded an episode this week with Chris Kirk. Patrick and uh, Brian McFadden, uh, they got a new podcast coming out. But Chris, we obviously wanted to get him on because of all of the NSYNC stuff that's been going on over the last week or a week and a half with them coming out on the VMAs, this reunion of NSYNC, what it was like. And so we peppered Chris up and down with all kinds of NSYNC questions, uh, wanting to know how the reunion happened how who put out the first call what it was like being back in studio what it was like behind stage at the vmas um whether there's a future with um in sync we asked him all of the questions and then obviously got into their podcast as well um so that will be coming out on wednesday so Set your alarm, get ready. We got in sync, all kinds of uh, of stuff coming at you with Wednesday's episode. I'm very excited to be releasing this episode. Move it on, Dax. I think we all know it. Uh, it controlled the algorithm this past week. The number one story of the week. Number one story of the week: Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift. Good God, I, I don't think I have ever seen so many stories about one event. I mean, it felt like Taylor showed up to his game uh, in Kansas City, and it was like the world melted down. You have to be living under a rock if you didn't see all this. She sat in the uh, um, 
the suite Fox. alongside yeah. his family. His mom was there. Uh, she watched and it was like the world freaked the hell out because this was kind of the first confirmation of them hanging out. Listen, I have no idea if they're actually dating or this was he invited her. She took him up on the offer. There was um, some shots of them going to this party afterwards in his convertible. And then the only sign that I feel like is possibly them hanging out a little bit more was there's one shot TMZ posted with her arm around him inside the party. And it does look a little, a little PDA when they were walking into the stadium, there was no handholding when they were in the car. It didn't seem like they were, uh, you know, handholding or she was, uh, you know, had her arm around him at that point, but there was the one shot that gives me hope that maybe they are together. Um, her showing up to the game, though, was a really big deal because it it made his jerseys blow up 400% in sales. He was one of the top jerseys sold last week because all the Swifties uh, wanted to get one of his jerseys. I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of fun, but I also think what is the chance of this actually working? Because they went into this with him being a fan of hers. And I don't feel like that's the healthiest way to enter a relationship. If someone being like a super fan, then you're you're kind of skewed going into it, don't you? What you think? Yeah, I uh, let's start from the beginning. So when they start showing her at the box, everyone goes crazy. Everyone's trying to like everyone's taking photos. They kept they had a camera ready for they had a camera pretty much on Taylor the entire time. They had they basically assigned the camera on Taylor. Just keep the camera on her the entire time, and once Travis Kelsey scored that touchdown, it went right to Taylor going crazy, and she was going way too crazy. I mean, who knew she was the biggest Chiefs fan out there? It was like, well, she she wasn't. That's the thing. That's the funny part. Did you see this like alleged letter uh, that was from her team, and it had you know, all the details about the Chiefs, like who's who are the, the stars of the team, what position they play, like kind of like a Cliff Notes version of, hey, here's what you should know walking to the same, which I love. Don't don't get me wrong. I think it's awesome. Like you feel prepared, you walk in, you know what you're doing, so you don't look like an idiot. So I love that part of it. But she clearly was not a Chiefs fan walking into the stadium. Um my favorite trend of the entire week, however, was all the videos on social media where it was wives telling their husbands how Taylor put Travis Kelsey on the map and how, how finally he's going to be a star, which had me dying because he's already he is so big in the football world and with fantasy football and like he is such a big deal. And so these videos were cracking me up because the guy's reaction to like, what are you talking about? He is like, he's huge. Like, you are ridiculous if you think Taylor is putting him on the map. Like, it was so good. Did you see any of those? I did. I, I You know, obviously, <laughs> the thing that also became popular was how they allegedly possibly snook her out in the popcorn thing. That's how uh, they got her out of they there. They said that that wasn't true, though. They said that she walked out with the family. So, I don't know. But don't she know. is I supposed just... to be the, at the Jets game this weekend. There's yeah, so rumblings I, I, I that think... she'll be there. I have a friend who's a high-end ticket broker, and I called him regarding this. And I said, listen, are you getting a lot of calls regarding people wanting to go to the game because Taylor Swift might be there? He said he got one call from one client said, hey, listen, give me the best seat you got. My my daughter wants to go to the game. I don't care about the game, but she wants to go because of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. But she's more going to just see 
Taylor Swift. Dude, is Taylor Swift literally going to fuel more money into the NFL? Like, that's ridiculous. If her showing up to games suddenly makes women and kids and other people show up to the game that would have never gone to a game before, I think is, like, I will just shake my head like this is insanity. She fuels money into everything she does. But do you find any of this from the the attention she's getting – to showing her how she was at the game, to her relationship with Travis Kelsey. We don't know what's really going on there, the truth. Mm-hmm. Do you find any of this a little gross? No, I find it entertaining. Um, I, I, I don't know. I find that to little be a little bit gross. I'm just over Taylor Swift. This is them taking over. It's just, I think she sucks. Bottom line, what? I think she what sucks. What are you talking about? She doesn't suck. She's a, she is pure entertainment, dude. Listen, I enjoy her music, but like as a celebrity, like she's just she's like so. Cr- you know what? I take it back. She sucks. I'd say she's so cringe that I'm enjoyed by her cringe. She doesn't. When you Stop when it. you see her at the is, VMA dancing, going crazy, I enjoy that stuff. I enjoy her being like, "Oh my god, you are so corny. You are so lame." I'm actually enjoying this. <laughs> All right, that's well, it. I, I, I got to go. I got to go do the Jason show. I've got two minutes before I'm live on the air, so I got to jump. All right. Well, uh, that's our raw rundown for the week. I apologize if any Swifties pissed at me. This is, you know, I'm just not a, I'm not a Swifty. I'm more of a uh, Dave Matthews Send guy, a hate mail to guy. Adam at Adam Glenn on IG. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to send me hate mail, check out my MySpace. Send me hate mail on my MySpace. Um, I'll, I'll read and get back to you. Um, Thank you guys for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, if you are tuning in, just listening to it, leave us a review. It's the best thing to do to support this podcast. Join our private Facebook group, Off the Record. Follow me at Adam Glenn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. A Huda Media Production.